0: Our scripture reading this morning is out of Philippians chapter three, verses one through fourteen. Hear the word of the Lord. Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision. We who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. If someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church. As for righteousness based on the law, faultless. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings. Becoming like him in his death and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word.
1: These past months, the world has been confronted with defining normal, successful, and healthy. Living through the effects of a pandemic has us each evaluating and re-evaluating life frequently, whether we want to or not. So many things that we relied on for a sense of security have been displaced. We keep waiting for the powers to be to fix this world. Somebody must have the right answer. This pursuit of confidence in the things of this world is exactly what Paul confronts in his letter to the Philippians. He begins with his favorite exhortation. Rejoice in the Lord. He sings this repeatedly from prison. Imagine if we paused to rejoice in the Lord as many times a day as we searched for news and social updates. Finding meaning and answers in the life would be quite different. We would see through a different pair of glasses. Paul turns his focus on what and who the Philippians were facing as Christians. He talks about beware of the dogs. This was a harsh reference to the troublemaking legalist who attempted to deceive the Philippians. Dogs is exactly the term of contempt Jews would use against Gentiles. Paul said a lot by using this word against these Jewish-influenced legalists. His next choice of word, evildoers. This describes both what these legalists do, working evil, but was also a word against their emphasis on righteousness with God by works. And then he zeroes in on circumcision, and he says, Beware of mutilation. This is another harsh reference to the insistence of these Jewish legalists on requiring circumcision for Gentiles who wanted to become Christians. This was all done with the idea that someone must become a Jew first before they could become a Christian. Paul speaks out against the power-hungry, work-oriented means of living. He speaks out against outward appearances, Against the religiosity of Pharisees. He redefines and says true circumcision. We are the true circumcision. We who serve God by His Spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh. Worshiping God in spirit defines the true circumcision, and they worship God in the spirit as opposed to the fleshly and external worship emphasized by these legalists. The word worship is the translation of the Greek word referring to the service of Jehovah by his peculiar people, the Jews. A Jew would be scandalized by the application of this word to a Gentile. We live in similar ways. We climb the ladder of success and worry about who's going to step on us or over us to get to the next rung. Or we are the ones stepping on and over others. To make us feel like somebody, we brag about our lineage and our connections. We pursue networking and training and education with zeal, believing that these will get us ahead and then we'll have found meaning and purpose in our lives. We even put our busyness and our stress levels on the ladder of competition. We pat ourselves and others on the back for having a glowing report card, the right variety of extracurricular activities, the right methods of organization, the right wardrobe, the right Pinterest-worthy home, the best car, the best truck, the latest and the greatest cell phones, and most recently, having a stockpile of toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and disinfectant wipes. We try to please God and the world by what we do and we do it with great fervor, dedication, and focus. However, just about the time we think, I've arrived, another goal is put in front of us with more hurdles to jump over. Attend any business meeting, education meeting, activism meeting, or church meeting, and there are goals and objectives to write, discuss, rewrite, implement, and evaluate. And then we do it all over again. We write, we discuss, we rewrite, we implement, and evaluate. In our personal lives, we're encouraged by influencers on social media and in books to set goals and put your steps into action to have a successful life. We're convinced that if we have the perfect app, the perfect life planner, the perfect wake-up time, the perfect diet, the perfect grades, the perfect wardrobe, the perfect experiences, and the perfect balance in life, we will have achieved the right way to live. In writing to the Philippians, Paul says, Our confidence is no longer in our flesh. Our confidence and pride are in Jesus Christ, in what he's done. Paul reminds us that he had the right pedigree. He had the right rank. He pursued his role with great passion and worldly religious success. There were no marks against him. He had every reason to brag about himself. We are challenged to face that all we accomplish by worldly standards doesn't mean anything when it comes to being in Christ. We cling to the things we see and have. We equate the worth of a person by their life resume. What if someone doesn't have the opportunity or the ability to get an education, to live in their own home, or to work at a decent paying job? What if someone is unable to do those things that we consider successful and living right? Where do they find purpose and meaning in life? Paul gives us his answer and he continues to use this extreme language. And here is a paraphrase from the Passion Translation. Yet all of these accomplishments that I once took credit for, I've now forsaken them and I regard it all as nothing compared to the delight of experiencing Jesus Christ as my Lord. To truly know him meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. It's all like a pile of manure to me now, so that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and embrace him as Lord in all of his greatness. God reaches out to us in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus offers relationships, and our accomplishments or status in this world have nothing to do with it. Remember Paul's example of persecuting Christians? In his various letters, he often reminds us of the about face he made because God reached out to him on the road to Damascus in spite of himself. God wants you to belong in Christ no matter what. The question is, do you want to belong at the cost of your worldly status? Following Jesus may set you in a direction other than the way you're going. You see, there is a cost, and it doesn't always feel good. Some of the things Jesus said, consider the cost. Take up the cross and follow me. In this world, you will have many troubles, but I have overcome the world Paul ponders the example of Jesus throughout his letter to the Philippians. In this section, Paul reminds us that resurrection comes after suffering. We can know the power of Christ's resurrection by going through suffering. It gives us a more complete perspective. We know the height of the mountain when we compare it to the lowest valley. I've known the tension of confidence in self and confidence in God through faith. I've known awards, titles, and honors. But I've also known what it feels like to have the world pass by judging me for not doing things in the expected right way. Keeping up with rules, checklists, and expectations wears me out. I imagine they do the same to you. Do you want to know something? Jesus won't wear you out. I continue to rediscover what Jesus meant when he said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. I am learning and relearning to fix my eyes on Jesus because he never takes his eyes off of me. Over the last decade or so, I've learned to picture Jesus in a family room setting, in a recliner right next to mine. And even without a sound, my heart hears him say, It's okay to rest. I'm not going anywhere. When you get up to take the next steps, I'm going with you. If you're passionate about something before you jump out of bed, I'll be along for the ride. And if you jump into something that's off track, I'll be with you to guide you back when you're ready. I just want goodness and redemption in all of your living. Things will be hard sometimes because you're living in this world. Choosing to live out your faith isn't easy. Shifting your heart and mindset Are a process. The things of the world are what you know. They seem good, but they won't fulfill your heart's desires. They are tools in the process of learning to abide in me. So go ahead and ditch relying on that stuff. The stuff that you use to define your identity. Ditch the false sense of security. If you need anything along the way, I'll supply your needs, leading you to wholeness. I'll put other disciples in your life to walk with you. You will have aha moments, just like my disciples on the road to Emmaus. Those will be reminders that I'm with you on the journey. Look for them. I will redeem and I will restore. With me, you'll get closer and closer to completeness and wholeness. And you'll have a taste of my kingdom, and you'll want more, and I will be overjoyed to give it to you. I wonder if your heart hears a similar message. Are you and I ready to give up boasting in ourselves to know Christ more and more? Are we willing to view our resumes, our networks, and our identity from this world as trash compared to knowing him? When we belong to him, we always have enough and are enough because we have a relationship through faith, not works. From God, not from anything we do. In Jesus, we receive abundant love and have plenty to share. There is never any need to hoard the love so that we can prove we are someone. God already says, I love you, and here's Jesus to show you how much. Here's Jesus to show you how it's done. We can rely on what Christ has done and continues to do through the Holy Spirit. Lasting joy, peace, and the hope of redemption is yours in Jesus. Who you are is so much more important than what you do. Who your neighbor is is so much more important than what they do. You're part of God's family and your pedigree is the best. Your list of achievements should be about growing in the love of Jesus and sharing it. Are you receiving God's love? Are you loving God with all of you? Are you loving others just as they are? Keep pressing on in these things You won't need to worry about expectations, rules, and regulations. Beloved faith family, if we want to be witnesses for Jesus, we must seek Jesus and boast in him. Our confidence is in him. Focusing on elaborate administration, perfect programs, and selfish desires keep us bound in religiosity. Get rid of arrogance, judgmental opinions, and self-importance. Take out the trash. Perhaps even we could get a dumpster together. Let's make room for Jesus. He's already made room for each of us. Breathe in the power of the Spirit. Live in him and for him. Be complete in him and press on.